What's up, what's up? Welcome to the Takeover Podcast Show. This is your boy, Superstar P, and I got the usual cast of characters. That boy, Sheriff's the Chef. What's up with you, man? What's good, bro? Man, under the weather. Oh, man, that's no good. That's why you need to go get one of them hotty tighties in your system. They'll clear you up, man. Get you a little liquor, a little tea with a little lemon. Hey, clear everything up. Uh, a double shot of crime with lime and do it. Hey, yes, sir. And we got badass Billy. What's up with you, boy? What's going on? Sure. Y'all dudes think crime solves all problems, don't It you? does. <laughs> it does. <laughs> this is a fact. Uh, hey, you got, you, got, you got a toothache? Take you a simple crown. Hey, your girl left you? Take a simple crown. Hey, you got a baby on the way? Take a simple crown. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying. Unless you got an alternate that we don't know about. Nope. Well, there it is. There it is. All right, Sherry the Chef, we got this trip to Houston coming up, man. What you uh, what you feeling about that? Hey, man, I got a gold. I got a grill ready. I got me a cup of lean. Double cup. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm ready for hey, I'm ready for Ace Town, man. Let's do it. Already. Already, man. I got the screw tape, well not tapes. The CDs ready. I got my playlist ready. I got the double um styrofoam ready. Yes, sir. It's on, it's on. But man, we ain't gonna waste no time. Let's get into it. You know your boy. Let's do it. You know your boy Rose, Rick Ross dropped the CD this week. Um Chef, I'm gonna get your take on it. And then BA, you go ahead and jump in after that. It, you know what? It's crazy. When the, uh, I try my best, you know, when the, something drops, I try to go listen to it first before I actually get, you know, the views from everybody else because everybody got their own views. But this time, I really didn't. I, I ended up, you know, catching, you know, social media before I could listen to the album. And I was getting a lot of mixed reviews. You know, people was like, oh, man, this whack. And some people was like, hey, man, this is classic rock. And some people was like, nah, this went past classic rock. And he put out some heat. So I go listen to it. I'm a Rick Ross fan, you know. I don't really get into Evolve like if he was really Officer Ricky back in the day. I just know the man made decent music. I, I vibe with it, so I listen to it. So, man, I listened to the first couple songs. Man, the first two songs hit from the jump. I think the first one was Apple of My Eyes, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, then he got then he got that song he backdoor, uh, what it's called, uh, when, rival, when Idols Turn to Rivals or something like yep. that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man. That was one of those. That was one of them songs I say where I couldn't even call it a diss. I just feel like that man just put out whatever he had on his heart back in that track, <laughs> you know. And it came at Birdman, but how he how he worded a lot of stuff on that song, you know, it wasn't fabricated. It just sounded like it was right. But right. Over, overall, I think it was a classic Ross album. And then when I say classic Ross, I feel like people were like nah, people that that didn't fuck with it, they like you know. Nah, this is whack. But I feel like Ross got one of them vibes. Either you, you know, you fuck with them or you don't. So, but I thought out of the, you know, out of a ten, I give about a, you know, a good eight. Especially it's good for riding. So, it's straight. I, I'll give it a solid eight. Badass. Well, man, I really haven't listened to it, so I really don't got a. Uh you know, really a good judgment about it. So I really haven't just, I can't really give you anything on that. I haven't listened to the whole album yet. Oh, okay. Have you listened to any of it? A couple of tracks or you just ain't listened to it, period? I haven't listened to it, period. I listened to snippets of the tracks. I did right. listen to the, uh, dang, you just said the record about Bird, man. Uh, what oh. is it? Rivals turns to, uh, 
Idols turn to rivals. Idols turn to rivals. Yeah, yeah I, I did listen to that. And I mean, I can't really say the whole thing. I mean, dude just said what was on his heart at the time. So, I, I, and I fuck with Ross too, you know. So, I'm just kind of in his corner on that. But as far as giving the whole critique on the album, I haven't really listened to it yet. I don't know. From my point of view, I think it was the um, his best album since he made. No, no, I ain't gonna say that. I know Teflon Dunn's been my favorite album. Masterpiece was good. I think he had a couple albums after that that was alright, and then I think he bounced back with this one. He started out strong with um, Apple of My Eye when he talked about, uh, told Meek not to trust Nicki. So he let us inside some inside stuff that nobody ever knew about. But then he backdoored it with that Idols Become Rivals, and he just put us behind the scenes of exactly what was going on. He touched on a lot of stuff in that one song. Right, he t- right. He, he touched on the Wayne situation, the DJ Khaled situation, I didn't have no idea about. Right. He was, he was talking about how he didn't go visit BG and how he did Turk. And I mean, mm-hmm. he went by, he went behind the scenes of all the bull that's been going on with Birdman. We kind of figured that, but we didn't know it to the extent because until this song, I didn't even know Ross had a problem with Birdman. Me either. And so, the crazy part, uh, the crazy part of that song, man, when just the, the title of the song alone lets you know that it has some kind of, it hurt. When you say, when you have a title, when your idols turn your rivals, that means at one point, and even at the end of the song, the, the last line he said in the song was, I love you, Stunner. <laughs> and that was no. the end of the song, right? No, he said, all producers get oh, paid. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, but, yeah. But, but, um, just, if, you just, if you just think about the title of the song, and then some of the stuff that he was saying, when he was saying, I, I didn't know that none of these cars, you know, uh, was raining or what? It was Jaws, and then with the fake Rolex, it's like that man, man had a little hurt in this, and I think he was hurt a lot more. I think the DJ Khaled situation broke his back on that because he know I think Khaled being a hundred percent with everybody, and when you ain't paying that man, that's messed up, bro. But he said that he idolized Birdman, and and that that was the person he looked up to. So mm-hmm. I think it really hurt him to see the stuff Birdman was doing. Because remember, Ross said. I was giving you records and not charging a dime, but then you turn around and get your in my pockets as fast as you can. Mm-hmm. So, I mean that that played a part in the whole situation with Wayne. I mean he just, like you said, I think he put all his feeling into that song, and I think that's about to come a trend. I think people finna start exposing people one because it sells good, and two, they just want to make the world aware that. Uh, these people are showing uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for an image that's not true a perception that's not really true you see Birdman with these watches with all these diamonds it ain't even real with all the money you he got it's easy to think that it's real but it's not and so these, but me, go ahead me, let me, but let me touch that? on that though let me touch on that that's okay I mean, I mean the, the perception the image he's giving you is fake but to think about it, man, that's pretty damn smart. I wonder how much money he really do have if he ain't buying none of this stuff. So he probably stacked up pretty good. Oh, I ain't Plus knocking it. Me, dudes. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, I ain't. I know you're not knocking. I'm just thinking on it. You know, that's pretty crazy. And he not paying these dudes nothing. He renting these cars. He buying this fake jewelry. So I mm-hmm. know he's sitting fat. That's crazy. Right. I don't know, Chevy. You, you want to backdoor it with something? No, man, 
I was just gonna I was gonna go back on to pretty much on the uh the raw situation. I just I just thought that the album was pretty dope. Other than that, you know, the Birdman right. situation, I feel like we, this is just the surface though. We don't know, man. Birdman got a lot of people on cash money and slash young money, you know, mm. that haven't been paid. I remember back in the day when Currency said he wasn't getting paid. You right. know, when he was over there. So this been going on for long. I remember uh what gutter gutter. Uh, they had a, they have a lot of artists, uh, Twist. They got a, they had a lot of guys that was on the label. Tiger, all these dudes left. It's a reason why. Hey. It's a reason. It's a reason why Wayne wanted to probably get Young Money because he's probably trying to get out of that cash money. But you know, you're on the umbrella. It's gonna go under the same thing anyway, though. But guess what? I don't know if you know this or not, but just Britney was signed to them too. Oh, did not know this. Yeah. When I did my research on her, because we supposed to interview her, you know, I was just reading some different stuff. Yeah, she used to be signed to Cash Money. Well, she signed under the label or she, or she signed under the management? Because I was told a lot of the people were signed under the management of that, uh-huh. and not the full label. Because, you know, that that can be misconstrued because uh, I, it was somebody else who... Uh, it was like a similar situation. They weren't actually signed to the label, but they were signed under the management, but who knows? Yeah, some of them cats be getting, they don't get full deals. Some of them cats just do distribution deals. Some of them do publishing deals. So, you know, you got all the different different factors when it comes to that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, it just shows that that man does did, did bad business. And at the end of the day, that's going to eventually come out in the light. But what I will say about the trend of beef, I don't want to see too big of a trend on beef. And what I mean is, I want to see real beef. Like, I feel like Rick Ross and Birdman had some real things that were going on that made that beef authentic. When you start getting to these beefs with 22 Savage and 21 Savage and these random dudes, Soulja Boy and Chris Brown, I don't want to see none of them kind of crazy beefs like that. I want to see some real spilled beefs. If y'all, you know, and that's what give you good music. Good music comes from feelings. And feelings, whether that's a good feeling, a hurt feeling, music comes from feelings. And if you just make enough beats to sell records, then we gonna be able to, real hip hop fans are gonna hear it on wax and they're like, nah, this ain't real. Like when you heard that song, Idols Turn to Rivals, you like, nah, that came from a place where he was real with it. Now, we have to control that because they only do it because we feed into it. If we quit mm-hmm. feeding into the fake beefs, they won't do it. But the public is such a puppet. Anytime somebody come out with a beef, the public's on it. They follow it. Mm-hmm. They doing all kind of, you know, whatever. Talking about it on Facebook, on Twitter, on uh, World Star Hip Hop. So as long as we keep being puppets, they going to keep doing it. If we yep. ignore the fake beef, then they won't do it. They only do what the public allows them to do and get away with. But well, the thing about... Go Let ahead. me go on that. Let me go on that. Go okay, ahead. you got to realize for one thing on on the Chris Browns and the Soldier Boy beef and the 21, 22 Savage, the, all that crap. I mean, that's not really feed. It, we feed into that, but it, to be honest, like the older people, especially our generations, we don't really feed in that. We looking at that. Oh man, these dudes right here are stupid. But kids who listen to Twenty One Savage and watch. Uh, 22 Savage videos or whoever the dudes is or whatever. That's that's mostly kids crap, man. But like like those real beats like this beef right here that's going on between 
you know, Wayne and Birdman and Ross, you know, basically airing out what's really going on. And I give you another beef that people really not, you know, that's really not paying attention to unless you uh, watch a lot of the uh, the radio interviews with uh, 97 The Box and The Breakfast Club and all that. You see a Jim, Jim John feud they got going. That's like, you know, we feeding and stuff like that. Like, as far as the other stuff, the mother dudes, that's kids, man. Kids feeding off into that. But the uh, thing, the crazy part about it, about these beefs is, like, what you said, don't feed into a lot of times. Like, if you go on a video on YouTube or, or Facebook, if you just watch it, they get money from these views. Just if it pop up on my timeline and, right. like, so it's kind of hard to avoid it, you know what I mean, when it's on every outlet. But I do feel like we do feed into a lot of these fake beats. But I think we feed into a lot of fake things that give these fake... Some of these artists shouldn't even be real artists already. Like, come on, man. Like, some of the music we hear on the radio, like, how did you make it at your mom's uh, garage with this? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, we, I mean... I, some, some of these cats, I'm like, I can't believe they made it, but we... It's a generation. I think they said the same thing about a certain generation when we was coming out, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm a little younger than my brother, but you know, people said the same thing about rap music in general. Like, oh, we don't wanna hear none of that hippity hop. Well, <laughs> well you, you, you y'all look at this, okay? For instance, our parents, oh, y'all listen to this rap music? That's, that's, that's crap, that ain't no music. You need to listen to more Earth, Wind, and Fire, Al Green and all that, that's music. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, Jeff Generation, you know, all that cussing and killing and game banging, you know, the NWA generation and all that. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, people thought that was crazy. And then, you know, basically our generation service came through. It was more of a... We were selling drugs. <laughs> yeah, we were selling <laughs> drugs, but the South was really jumping. So, you know, it was more of the trapping music, you know, right, and all right. that. And now we listen to, to this bull crap like, you know, what, what's the dude name, Lil Uzi Vert, Lil Yachty, all that. I mean, that's just like, that's crap to me. But the kids, you know, the 17 from, I, well, I ain't gonna say 17, from about 11, 12 years old to about 18 years old, well, I say even 20. Even 20. Listening, listening to this stuff, like, man, that's <coughs> they kind of music. They want to dance and I mean, it's just, it's crazy how music is changing, but you know, once you were saying like, man, nobody don't want to listen to that, but the, our generation and Jeff's generation kind of go hand in hand because even though we didn't really listen to the NWA because we didn't, we caught the end of all that, mm-hmm. we still like went back and listened to it and paid homage to it just to see what they were talking about. Yeah, this generation man. now, they ain't listening to none of this crap. They want to listen to all this bull. They want to yeah. dance and do all kind of crazy stuff. It's a part, it's just different eras, man, but I, I feel like we need to stop, I feel like we need to start, stop putting everything under the rap uh, umbrella. Or it can be under the rap umbrella, but it doesn't have to be all designated to like, to rap. And what I mean by this, like people are like, ah, oh, man, ain't nobody doing lyrics no more, they just doing this mumble rap. So when you do that and you put this, you put them same people in the same box as real lyricists, it waters down a product. I feel like at one point, like, uh, so mumble, mumble, rap, mumble rap should be like its own. Not even, I don't even call it mumble rap because I think that's so, a bad, that's a, let me, a bad thing. Let me ask you this. I, 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 I get what you, I get where you're coming from. Like, uh, that's the situation dealing with, uh, with R&B and pop. It's really no more R&B music no more. It's really just a lot of pop music. So, right. 
what what how would you branch that off and how would you category that? What would you call it? It's like that was I wouldn't call it call I wouldn't call it mumble rap. Like I don't have a name for it, but I feel like there's you, when you put these guys in these same categories, guys is actually doing lyrics. It's like it's just like the difference when you have battle rappers and rappers. They all rappers, but when you look at Murder Mook, you like he's known for battle rapping. So you don't put him in the same category as you would put Kendrick Lamar. You know what I mean? I feel like they different categories. I mean, I, I feel like different. You know, rap groups have different categories. I just feel like you know you got battle rap and you have rap you have you know hip-hop then you got trap music then they got drill music like you have different categories already so but we're kind of mushing them all in together right now which gives us you know you, you I call, I would, Lil, Lil Yachty and Drake in the same sentence and hey, come on now man that ain't I would right. call it on the cool I would call it like a nursery rap like your nursery rhymes like <laughs> the actual nursery rhyme that you would sing to a kid I mean a, a baby or infant that's mm-hmm. the kind of you would but nobody hasn't gave it a, a name or put it in a category yet. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna tell so, you one thing. I'm gonna tell you one thing. You know who need to be getting paid these days? These producers. Cause they these dudes can't rap. So you have to get a mean ass hook, a mean beat to go with that awful flow to make it hit. Well, you know, I mean, if you if you <laughs> if you ain't been paying attention, like that's who really winning. Like producers. Uh, what's so what's so boy to make uh, all of uh Hey, Metro Metro Booming? Metro Metro Booming. Metro Booming is really booming. Like DJ he's really Khaled? booming. <laughs> Khaled, yeah, but you know, Khaled been doing it for years, but like, far as like shit, he's uh, just not Metro, getting paid. He's just not uh, getting paid. Come, uh, leave it to Ross. I mean, yeah, he's not getting paid. That's 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 just crazy, man. But like I say, the producers are really the ones who's making all the money with the E cats. Yeah. And that's true. So, kind of staying on the same topic, but moving away from it. And uh, me, me and Chef kind of talked about this offline before you know we start recording the show. And he was saying that on a post on Facebook, they was discussing who's the the king of the South now. So I'm gonna aim it over to a badass, and and right now, who you think is the king of the South? All right, uh, that's kind hold, of hold, 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 hold on before you answer it though. When when we say King of the South, because we gotta, we I have to put the disclaimer out there. You have to take away. You can't bring up their old legacy. You know, you can't bring up Ti back in 2006 and who running the game right now, who putting out records, who selling out, and who actually putting out good music to go along with it too. So I mean, it's 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 kind of hard because nobody's selling records, really. Let's just be real. Yeah. Nobody's selling. Nobody's selling no records. I mean, and I, I really I can't right now. I can't <laughs> pinpoint it. I got a few names that can that, that's running off the top of my head that you know that that's hot right now. But I'm trying to figure out like, you know, you say the king of the south, like you know, how are we how how are we looking at this on the map, for instance, like. You know, what states is considered the South or who you consider the South as a rapper? Because, like, yeah, you know the South. If it, 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 it feels like the South, then it's probably the South. It's going okay, okay, yeah. I mean, you okay, you, you could say that. But, I mean, so J. Cole would feel like the South. He's just a South lyricist. You know, but would you consider North Carolina the South? 
he got a South feel to him, so I'm gonna give him the South. Like his music video, is like, okay, he, he, I'm subbing to me. I can't give you a, a king right now, but I can give you a, a, a few prints, a few of the prints. These guys are princes right there on the throne. You know, they can easily take it. You got Cole. Uh, you got, uh, to me, you know, Big Crick. He ain't no just, he ain't out in mainstream, but, man, Big Crick got some, got some hits. I mean, you got, uh, you got Jeezy right now. I mean, Jeezy's been, he's been, you know, what do you call it? Uh, very uh, consistent with his music. And he's still, he's still right there on the platform. He's, he's been mainstream. He, he hasn't really just ducked away. You know, he did run the, the earlier 2000, you know, from 2000, 2010, that, that generation. I mean, that uh, decade right there, that was his decade. But you got him right there in the front runner. Uh, I can say Gucci because Gucci just been Gucci. But I really just can't give you nobody else, man. But I just can't really pinpoint nobody, to be real. I would say right, I'm, between – I would say – I give you my top two. Either between Crit and J. Cole. I can't really think of nobody else right now. All right, Cole, like I, I see I feel what you're saying earlier. And Cole might be out the category just because he owned that fence and then he almost sold. But honestly, if we want to go by sales, if you take Cole out of it just because he on the on the board, I would give it to Crit, but Crit so far entrenched to that underground field that he he ain't gonna I, and it's good. I want I want Crit to stay where he at. Cause I hate when dudes go uh, kind of mainstream and then you just don't get that same feel from them. But if you want to go from number standpoint and relevancy, who's staying out here in these streets that's constantly on somebody's feature, that's constantly on anything, is feature. It's future. He put out two albums, both sold over 140,000 in the first week for both, and he put them out on Friday and then the next Friday. Yeah. The man killing the, the man on everybody. I'm just talking about the man on everybody's song. The man's the hottest thing in the streets right now in the south. So as far as that, Crit, I feel like, has a better flow. But if you want to talk about who's running the South, ain't nobody fucking with Future. Other than that, if you really want to get into some other things, too, Migos ain't doing bad, bro. And they all doing their solo things and still on everybody's features. Like, it oh, might yeah. not be, like, some of these dudes might not do the dudes that you mess with. But you can't you can't give you can't give Migos the king of the South because they a group, you know what I'm saying? We, we no, talk no, about no, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I'm just throwing some names out there. Ain't gonna be nothing gonna be solidified. But if I really have to uh, get down to it, I'm gonna put mine in. I'm probably gonna put Future or oh, man, even Two Chains. That man stay relevant too. Like I'm just about these dudes that's, that's putting out constant music. But if hard to hard to hard to honestly, ain't nobody messing with Crit. Crit gonna Crit gonna put on for the South every song. You gonna fill in his music. He never gonna change up on you. So Crit, I always go, I feel like he's gonna be the king of the South. But if I wanted to talk about unit soul and what they actually doing for the South and putting on, like, ain't nobody really being future right now. Yeah, you know, true. I mean, my, my man, my I'm, man, my, my man worldwide right now putting on for the South. So it's one of those. I'm I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Crit in that in that that UGK category, you know. UGK yeah. was was so big underground, and they were they were never mainstream. I mean, they named. Man, that's a perfect. That's a that's a perfect analogy to put them to because they named. They named. So they named name UGK underground kings fitted them perfect, and that's what Crit is. I mean, Crit is 
underground. I mean, people know about him mainstream, but he never, you know, Crit don't have that many videos out. All he do is drop music, and you hear him every now and then on other people's uh, songs or whatever. But, like, that's just me speaking. But you, if you're speaking the whole entire thing, you know, selling out shows on everybody's track, you know, just just killing the game with everything. Yeah, you would have to say Future is the front runner right now. But, you know, I don't, I'm not, I fuck with Future, but I'm not really a, a big time, a big, a real big time fan of Future. It's just, it's just me. He does mm-hmm. have good music. I just don't fuck with him like that. But, mm-hmm. you know, excuse my language, but it's, it's, I, I, I see what you're saying. Right, I'm on the same page with you though. Like we on, but if you had to put it into just numbers wise, and, and they put out some hot music, and c- how consistent they have been lately, you know, Crit. I'm pretty sure Crit, when Crit like he is right now, ain't putting out nothing. He up to some. And when it comes to Crit, he do all his own beats. He produced the album, and he do all the lyrics. Like you, you can't beat the dude, man. But I feel like well, Future see, right now is well, putting out that heat. Future does the same thing. That's why I see why you said Future because I didn't realize Future had wrote wrote a lot of a lot of songs for a lot of people. Yeah, and produced a lot of music. Yeah. What you think, Superstar P? Man, I, I think y'all didn't leave me no room. Y'all both got it. But as far as uh, <clears throat> good music, putting out quality stuff, just kind of staying on the ground. Yeah, it'd be crit. But if you look at the whole spectrum. I mean, look, I could go into a regular club, a strip club, it don't matter. You're going to hear two or three future tracks. And that's how you gauge it, too, man. If I go anywhere right now, if I go to North Dakota and pull up a picture of future and ask any random person, uh, any random girl, she's going to be like, yeah, that's future. And, and that's how you gauge it, man. But I don't know. I feel like with, with social media and everything, man, it's always evolving. You really can't tell the numbers game. Because even though we don't see actual records sold, that streaming, those streaming numbers be big for that man. You know, I hate to give him king, because for me to be a king and have longevity, you know, um, he's been on top for a, a, a little period, but I need to see more and how long this is gonna last for me to nominate him king. But right now, he is the heir <laughs> to the throne, I'll say that. He's the interim king right now. Yeah, intern, intern. <laughs> He's the interim king, so. Hey, I'm old school. I don't like Skip Bayless. I need to see more. I want to see more. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Let, uh, let's let's see more, and let's see can he uh, what 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 is it called? I'm th- I can't think of a word. You know, everybody. You know, like Tip, Ti went from making and trap music. You know, and then all of a sudden he kind of. His music kind of evolved, you know, evolved, whatever. He got better with, you know, he got better with time. He be- became more of a lyricist. And, you know, just like Ross. Ross came in, you could say he was making a different kind of music, but you know, hey, he got better with time. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, if you, if you listen to these last two Future albums, like, Future got some lyrics. Like, he, he, he put his heart into these songs that he be doing. Like, if you listen to his last two albums, he, he came with it. So, I think he is evolving. I think... It's kind of hard to take him out of us. He's been doing the same thing for so long that it's kind of hard to take him out of what he does, right? But sometimes, as a music fan, I kind of like that. Sometimes, when if I go to if I go listen to Jeezy, 
I want to listen to Jeezy. I don't want him to switch it up and try to do something else. You know, Kanye do that a lot, and sometimes it's a hit, sometimes it's a miss. You know, sometimes as a rap fan, I like consistency. If I go listen to a Jeezy album, I want like, yep, that's a classic Jeezy album. Album seventeen five. You talking about bricks, well, cocaine? Well, <laughs> okay, well, let me let me, uh, let me like, but not not saying not get out your lane completely, but let's see. You know what I'm saying? Let's see a little bit. A two you know, <laughs> Yeah, let's see a little yeah, bit I know what more, more, more of you, you. Let's see you involve a little bit more. Let's see a. Not let's get the same version, but you know, kind of, you know. Yeah. No, no, no. I get what you're saying because there's no way if you're gonna be the same. There's no way if I bought your last album, you're gonna be the exact same. I'm buying a new one. That's like kind of what we do now when we buy these madness. Ain't nothing changed but the names on them. <laughs> but I do got something though. You know, I brought up um, uh, why we talk about King is King that. Now, the King didn't play Saturday night. Talk about LeBron James. So everybody's been making a big deal about this resting, not resting. Should uh, should they play? So Chef, I want to give your opinion about these players resting and resting during primetime games. Man, I, I ain't gonna lie. I've been I flip flop for a while on it, and now I got to the point where I, after I heard what James Harden said. After I heard what James Harden said, it, it changed my whole perspective. James Harden said he wished Dan Tony would, you know, come to him with that. He's talking about, man, I'm a hooper. I hoop. I can rest when I'm done. And that's true. Like, if, if I can go to work and do 12 hours a day when I was in the military for I don't know how long, 12-hour days, six days a week, you can't go out there and play ball for two hours a night, 82 times a year? Get out of here. And you can't tell me that the rest is worth it. Greg Popovich rest his what three players the second and third game of this year. So you telling me that rest is gonna help them for the playoffs? Man, get out of here. That ain't helping. With the the only person I can see that maybe needs some rest is LeBron James. Why? Because that man done total more minutes than anybody in the league. Did you know LeBron averages 18 playoff games a year? That's per year. <laughs> That's 18 more than anybody else, bro. So he needs rest. But at the end of the day, I really don't think Kyrie Irving is 24 years old. What do he need to rest for? Like, and, and, and what it really comes down to is they digging in everybody's pockets, too. It wasn't no big thing until ABC signed that $9 billion uh, TV deal this last year. And they put those two games uh, lately um, on TV. And both the games had superstars to rest. That's when that became a big ordeal. Because I feel like Greg Popovich has been doing this since about 08. <laughs> you know what I mean? But as far as them resting, I don't think nobody really need no rest. And I think if they want to... My thing is, if you, I think the way to stop it is either you don't... You put... Jalen Rose had a good point. Instead of putting DMP for did not play, they get zeros across the boards for their stats. When you start hitting their stats and the numbers start dropping, oh, boys will get in there and they're going to play. Because at first I was like, man, maybe you should hit them in their pockets. But Le- LeBron making, I don't know how much money per year, he'll go ahead and take that fine and sit out a couple of days, a couple of games. But other than that, I think you either need to do that, or if you want to rest, you can only rest the last 15 games of the year. By then, if you already got a, a comfortable lead, you already know, ain't no fans going to be coming to the game no way. If you already uh, 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 in the bottom of the dungeon, you know, ain't no coming back. And if you in the it, fight for a playoff spot, you probably ain't going to rest nobody because you need them. So if you want to rest people, got to wait for the last 15 games of the season. But as far as rest, I really don't think they need it. 
but that's just me. Badass. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm about to go in. I'm about to go in real, real, real hard. So, love. I had to take a deep breath right quick, but uh, this rest situation. I mean, everybody needs rest. No, don't get me wrong. Everybody needs rest. Everybody can't, you know, do it. It's a lot of minutes these guys being played, and it's a lot on your body. It does take away from the fan, from the fans and all that, killing the NBA with, you know, with some money. Uh, well, it's not really killing it, but, you know, it can. Because, I mean, a lot of people expect to see these guys perform, but uh, let me get, let me get, let's get to these little, little things right here. Let's think. Now, it made me hot. Y'all know how I feel about LeBron James. I mean, I know y'all seen the clip. Uh, so, you know, you're talking about this, this rest thing. This didn't come up until I started resting. That, that peed me off right there because you're supposed to be the, the king, a.k.a. the king. Now, the king, the goat, the goat never did. The goat rested at the end of the season, but which he really didn't rest at the end of the season because – I mean, the GOAT was still fighting, you know, trying to get his just, – just just playing. He really played out. I mean, my, Jordan took rest every now and then, but he didn't, he didn't rest as much as this dude is resting. I mean, this dude, y'all resting him because y'all have no choice. I feel like, you know, LeBron has to play because – Oh, uh, B.A. done got uh, on that LeBron hate. Nah, 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 LeBron, nah, nah, he done made about LeBron. Let's be real. LeBron has to play. He done played way more minutes. I don't care about no minutes. LeBron has to play for his team to win. Period. That's that's just what it is. He has to play for his team to win. Therefore, his his other watered down superstars, aka supposed to be superstars in this super team he got, really ain't what they are. You know, we you solidify uh, Kyrie Irving as the you know one of the you know, some people say he's the best point guard, and Kevin Love is a, a superstar big man. Them dudes ain't, you know, excuse my friend, some dudes not really what you what they proclaim to be. They really ain't B- shit. B.A., how yeah. many games did Kobe miss for rest? Did Kobe ever take a rest game? I mean, he did take rest games. I'm not going to say that. He take rest games just like everybody else, but I'm saying, what, my, what me saying this is, why, why I got on this little bench part, I mean, LeBron made it about himself. You know, nobody was speaking about rest until uh, saying anything about rest until I started resting. No, dude. Everybody was speaking on this rest thing. Everybody got on it because when Steve Kerr set all of his starters, basically, and gave them rest, all his guys that played, that that really took it over to the top. It just kind of made me mad he made that little statement. But they these dudes do need rest. I mean, Greg Popovich was smart. I mean... But he was ahead of his time resting these guys, but everybody else never did take this many games out to rest. Yes, they do need it, and I think it should be a rule. If you want to rest your players, you rest them at home. When it, if, it's, if it's a primetime game on the road and you're playing somewhere else where you know you're going to sell out because people come to see you, come to see y'all play, and it's on the road, you should not rest those guys. I mean, for instance, when Golden State – when LeBron goes to Golden State, nobody should be resting. Period. On both teams, nobody should be resting. Like when Curry goes to Cleveland, nobody should be resting. When when uh, Senate, like when Cleveland goes to San Antonio, you know, 
certain certain games you should not risk. I think you should not risk on away games if it's a big prime time game. Maybe if it's a home game with your home fans see you all the time, you should you should be able to take the risk. It just kind of peed me off because he was like, it's not a subject until I start risking. Dude, you've been risking. You've been risking. Nobody didn't really say anything about you risking, but when Steve Kerr sat down his main three guys, plus his, you know, two of his bench players, we sat down, I mean, dude, he sat down like five or six. He sat down like five or six dudes. I mean, that's ridiculous. Like, I, that's, that's, that's just, that's crazy. But LeBron just peed me off when he made that statement. But I do agree with the rest. I think you shouldn't be able to rest on a primetime game on the road. If it's a primetime game on the road, you're going to be on national television. You shouldn't rest. If you're going to rest, do like Popovich did. Popovich was really smart. It was a primetime game, and he knows he may rest a few other guys that, you know, superstars, but he may rest one or two, but he didn't rest his main guy. He never did rest Duncan on a big, big game. He may have rest somebody else, you know, but yeah, throw him but off. That- but that all depends on when you have a back-to-back, you know. They start, the reason why the players are having that beef now is because the NBA messed up and started putting a lot more televised games, national games, back-to-back. And Colin Cowherd is a point today, too. If you think about the travel, like, Golden State is a cash cow, so they're getting a lot more games on primetime. They're, the, they're way on the West Coast. Most of their trips going to be five, six hours across. So that's actually playing into part two but i think you're right i think they need to find some kind of way to you gotta it's too much gray area right now they need to find out a black and white solution either you're gonna let these players rest if they do then they're gonna get you know what comes to them but you can't you can't really fault the players i think if you start telling people they can't risk then they're just gonna fake injuries and be like oh, i got a risk injury and sit out anyway so you you kind of get caught up in that yeah i mean it's it's it, it's it's a big thing, but it's really not a big thing. I mean, the only big thing I, I have an issue with, like, you can't sit out all these guys on one game. It's a primetime game. I mean, you sit out maybe one or two of them. You know, take your spots. Pick your spots. Sit out one or two of them, you know? I mean, it's it's crazy, but, you know, I mm, shouldn't be doing it every night. I mean, you... I mean, Greg Popovich doing it. He got a system. I mean, this dude wrestling in the second and third games of the year. But, hey, something he doing working because these dudes in the playoffs, and they going deep into the playoffs every year. I mean, LeBron, we say, yeah, LeBron playing all these damn minutes. true so, but, hey, he got to play all the minutes. Otherwise, they don't win. So, <laughs> you can say what that's you want. Why, why he sit out the, but, but, but that's he sit out the games he do because he know they gonna need him in the playoffs. You want him to be like he was against Spurs when he was cramping up? He remember that. That's why he's sitting out these games. He well, sit out the court with cramps. I understand that. I understand that. True, but he made he made the statement. Nobody just talk, start talking about risk till I sit out. Not a true statement. Not true. Come on, okay. bro. All right, hold up, hold up. Yeah. Now, now let me get in. One. Greg Popovich started this rested thing because he had older stars. Mm-hmm. So that's how the whole thing started. The league saw it working for Greg Popovich. So he started. So the league started. You know, it's a copycat league. What works for you, everybody else is going to try it too. Now, 
right. to, the, to the LeBron situation, I think LeBron is right, right because people super emphasize on him when he takes a rest. Because let's think about it. Let's think about it. If John Wall takes a rest, we don't really care that much. If Boogie Cousins take a rest or Anthony Davis, we care, but we don't care. Nope. Uh, you could go down. I mean, they did make a big deal about the Warriors because they rested so many people. But when LeBron does it, they make a big deal because he is the biggest draw. Right. He, he is the money. He's the cash cow. So when he does do it, it captures people's eyes. And then, but then with LeBron, it's when he does it. I mean, I'm with B.A. on this one. If you're going to rest, rest at home. You got 42 games or 41 games at home. Some of these places you go to on the road, they only see you once a year. So from a, uh, but they don't really care about the fans. They care about that check. Chevy said hit them with zeros on the stats. I said, look, if you want to rest, we gonna dock you a game check unless you really injured. But then that's gonna start another thing but too. Gonna, who, but but no, but, but who are you gonna find? Because a lot of these times these players ain't the ones that's comes with a rest. The coach do. Who you well, gonna find? The coach or the player? Well, uh, and, and that's you true find, too. You know, you, you don't find either one of them. You find the organization. You hit the. You gotta, you gotta yeah. find the organization. That's what you gotta. You gotta find. But this is what they came to today, because uh, the commissioner was asking for the owner to get a little bit more involved in those kind of aspects of the game. But you get a lot of business and game plans misconstrued like that. So, it, man, it's a. I, I would just say I would want to be the one that has to make them kind of decisions. But at the end of the day, I think we all on the same page. I just think 82 games, y'all get – I feel like this is y'all full-time job. Uh, shit, now, I only get, you know, a couple of sick days, and I still got to go to work. I don't know, understand well, – at the end of the day, I know everybody's going for a title. Now, but, um, I, t- I say for national televised games, this is what the NBA needs to do. If you're on a big national televised game, you don't play the day before – and you don't play the day after. That way, teams ain't got no excuse on why the players are not playing these primetime games. So the NBA needs to either – I don't even know why they play 82 games. You don't need 82 games to tell who the best team. Really? I don't understand why they got preseason games in, in, well, in the NBA. I'm going to tell you that why is, they play that is, that, is, that is not needed for basketball. I'm going to tell you why they play 82 games. Money. Let's just be real. It's money. Money. It's money, and then you got to think about it. Uh, if, they play, if they didn't play 82 games back in the 90s, <laughs> come on, man, in the 80s, like nobody else wouldn't even have a chance to win a championship. I mean, you've seen what the Lakers, what the Lakers and the Celtics did in the 80s. Oh, you know just think about the 90s. I mean, wait, wait. I mean, Go, going back to the, um, the Lakers and Celtics, you know why they kept winning? Because back then, the best team got the number one damn pick of the draft. That's crazy. Yeah. Because just think, the Celtics just came off a championship and they got the number one pick in 86. They drafted Lynn Bias. That's how, that's how it used to roll. So, mm-hmm. that, I mean, that was, that's, that was uh, you know, back then. But to me, hey, making 65 games, we good, but we know it's all about money. And, uh, but the rest of the thing, like Chevy said, man, you can pay millions of dollars. Don't nobody want to hear them resting. Especially when you're 25 and under. What you resting for? 
I, I, I just don't understand it. After James Harden, they told me I'm, t- I'm looking at one of the maybe the, the MVP this year. James Harden's like, man, I'll, I'll rest later. I remember when they had the lockout. Them fools out there balling their uh, ass off out there at Rucker during the summertime. But, so, but, but James, James Harden can say that because he's younger and he hasn't had that many deep playoff runs either. So yeah, he's gonna play to his to the wheels fall off. But the older stars. It's it's hit or miss, but to me, I don't care. You make way more money than me, so you need to work. I have to go to work. You go to work. I mean, like I said, it it became a real big deal when when Steve Kerr did what he did. I mean, nobody, everybody, everybody, all you know was on LeBron resting, but when Steve Kerr set these dudes down and he set. Multiple dudes, four and five dudes at a, at one time. Yeah, that's when it televised game. Yeah, that's that's when it became a real big deal. As far as that, everybody know LeBron gonna need rest if 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 uh if they want to have a shot to win. Everybody knows he need, he gonna need the rest. Just true and so. No, be be I'm with you on that because I think I I kind of I kind of agree with you on that because I think we everybody kind of know that LeBron has gauged the most minutes. You know, of anybody in the league, so we kind of expect him to get a game or two. But when Golden State rests four to five starters, like, come on, bro. Yeah, that's 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 why I kind of went on that rant. You know, he, he oh, they just talking about it because I said, no, they not, dude. Everybody was no, you need to sit if you want to win or you want Cleveland to compete. Yo, yo, tail gotta sit. Otherwise, mm-hmm. y'all just a y'all just a team. You know, y'all may y'all may be a little team that that you know that may win. Without two, they may win 40 games. Maybe. 40. I don't even I mean, give them that. I mean, when you when you sit, you seen the record when you sit. Dude, y'all suck when you sit. Horrible. Horrible. So, you need to play. Nobody's not tripping on you sitting. You played these many minutes because, I mean, basically you have to. But when you sit, when you sit Kyle, uh, not Kyrie, but when you sit Stephen Curry, uh, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, Iguodala. Uh, who else did they sit? Did they sit Sean Livingston too? They said I mean, the, they sit like they said the water boy, the travel agent. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the no clock operator, the no, dude man. that laced the lace up all that shit. <laughs> and I don't understand why you rested. Like my thing is, I feel like guys like LeBron because it takes a lot. Of, he takes a lot of wear and tear. He gets beat up in the lane. Big guy. No, 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 Let me stop. I got to stop. I ain't talking about LeBron. I'm just talking about in general. LeBron, these big guys, they take licks throughout the game. These smaller guys like Stephen Curry that's out there shooting threes, what you need to pray for? Your body ain't wore down. I mean, no, no. That's why that's why I wanted to stop you. I mean, don't, don't, don't trip. Cause I mean, yeah, these dudes do. He, he, the big guys do take a lot of. Uh, they, they have more collisions. Any other guy, these guys shooting the threes and all that. I mean, you think about it. Curry is a is a jump shooter. I mean, most of these guys are jump shooters. They need their legs. So it's it's really, you know, I say 50 50. Yeah, you know, man, these dudes, these, on, these dudes in the most shape out of anybody in the world. They work you can, out. You, all Chef, day. You, you can you can say that. You you say that they work out all day, but look at look at your, look at that look 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 what they playing on that. That's hard wood you running up on. Oh, so that's giving time. I just feel like and them no, boys. I just feel like them boys don't need. You, I, I know what you're saying. You don't feel like they need that much rest. But I mean, it's it's 
until we do it, we'll never know how, how your body feels because we don't actually do it. So I, I don't care how True. much good in, how, how, how good of a shape you're supposed to be in. I mean, you never know what these dudes are going through with their body. Hey, hey, hey fellas, re real quick, yeah, they real pay quick. Me a, they, pay me, they pay me a million dollars? Real quick. Um, I want to get this in because we're we running out of time. I just want a quick take on the LeVar Ball situation. A quick take. Man, at the beginning, man, LeVar, LeVar Ball as a as a human being is he's interesting. Like I like the fact that he's really in in his boy's life, and you know he got you know he's actually involved. But man, at one point, bro, like when do you start? You know, at first it was funny, and you're like, all right, you gave you got your boys some attention. But now it's like, man, you when do you get to the point where I'm harming the boys more than I'm helping them? You know, and I think that's what he done got right now. I think he needs to. At this point, we know who his boys are. They they speak for themselves. At this time, you, you could fall back now. But other than that, you know, if they give it any attention, you know, he wants to get that big ball of clothing line off the ground. So if they just won't feed into it, and he's going to give them that money, fifteen dollars he won't for nothing. He can keep on feeding into him. Badass. Uh, he's a parent. Simple as that. He's a parent. I don't care what you say. Every parent that has a kid that plays a sport does the same thing he does except he's getting noticed because uh he's actually got kids you know like it's, it's on a different scale i mean you can go to a pv football game you can go to a a, a, a t-ball game or a little league baseball game or a little dribbler basketball game any of these youth sports and it's it's tons i mean you can count out of 10 parents Six of them is like this guy right here. Simple as that. He's a parent. I mean, he's not dumb. He's, you know, he's putting, he's putting this stuff out. Like, I mean, you're not hurting your kids because obviously your kids are used to it. I mean, simple as that. I mean, he's just putting his, putting the brand out. He's putting his kids out there. He's getting all this attention to bought to him and it's bought to his kids. And this thing about it, his kids are doing what they do. They showing up. So, I mean, it's just apparent, man. You can say what you want to say. People can say it's negative, but I'm pretty sure if you got a kid and you're a father and when your kid gets into sports, you're going to be like that amongst other parents. Some way, some some way, some form of fashion, you're going to brag about your kid. Except he's getting put on the, the biggest pedestal because it's a TV camera in his face. It's a, uh, I mean... He's just on a bigger scale. That's it. And people saying he's hurting the kids. Man, his boys ain't saying nothing. Like, man, that's our daddy. Like, it is what it is. He's saying it, but his boys are living up to the pressure. So I feel like it's, it's no big deal. Just a parent being a parent. Me, my take, this man is a marketing genius. A marketing genius. Because you know why? Because everybody talks about him every single day. He says this outlandish stuff. The media are puppets, they eat it up, the public eats it up. I mean, we, we know 85% of the stuff he's saying ain't true, but the media feeds into it, so they created the monster. What can you do about it? Now, I don't like him talking about other people's sons. He might want to be careful on that, but... Well, let me ask you this. When did he say something bad about somebody else's son? I mean, I, mean, I, know, I know he said what, what he said about LeBron kids, but... I mean, That's enough. 
That's what, 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 what did he really say? Tell me what, what, when did he even say anything bad about LeBron's kids? Anyway, why are you even talking about the man's kids in the first place? No, Period. I mean, he, Period. he made it. If you listen to what he said, he really spoke facts on it. He said, um, if you listen to what he actually said, what, like, it's more, per it's gonna be more pressure on LeBron's kids because of who LeBron is. Then my kids, you know, I, I can make my kids way better because it's no pressure on me or whatever. You don't think you know, it's no pressure on them? You think LeVar Ball ain't put no pressure on his sons now? With all that he big do, talk? He's, he's doing it now, but you didn't understand the whole statement the man made. I mean, just think about it. He's putting pressure on his kids now. Just think about when LeBron kids are already getting offers and all this stuff. Just think about when they get on the, the tipping scale of going into college and high school, how much pressure it's going to be on you see what I'm saying? That's that's the statement he was making. I didn't I didn't really I didn't really feel that he made a real bad statement about that about his kids. I feel like he just made a, a true statement that it's gonna be more pressure on his kids because of who he is. Just like it was a bunch now, of pressure on Jordan kids because who who Jordan was. All right. And not, not only that, that but, but not only that though. I think Lavar Ball said, said too. He said the fact that I wasn't good. Let's me spend as much time as I can with my kids to make them that good. And that's the point he was making about LeBron. It's like, you can't be there for your kids. You out there, you pooping right now. And let's not, that's when I got mad. I was like, you know, keep my kids out. You don't know what kind of father I am when I'm at home. No kind of time I'm putting in. So I think that's what LeBron got kind of offended at. All right, fellas, guess... we got to get ready to wrap it on up, man. We're about out of time. Anybody got any last minute shout outs before I go ahead and, and do the sponsors or, you know, our affiliates? Hey, man, shout out my boy Cheddar down here in uh, San Antonio. Man, got some dope music. We're going to bring it to y'all pretty soon. Other than that, I can't wait to get to Houston. We're going to go ahead and do these interviews. We're going to turn, have a good time. I can't wait. Double cups ready. Let's go. Badass. I ain't got no shout outs, really, man. My son turned two months. Uh, oh, oh, that's good this enough. This past Saturday, <laughs> so that's the only shout out I really got. Boston George, baby. Boston George. Moving that yeah, yo. But now, nah, uh, <laughs> we going to um, hit up the affiliates, the Ian Gleason Show, the Renata Soul Show on K-Ham Radio every Sunday at 6 o'clock on kham.com. Um, our our brothers at podcasting put you on game. The Vent Podcast Show. Um, the future people we're about to interview. Uh, we appreciate all the followers and listeners we've been getting. Y'all please uh, share, subscribe, follow us on Instagram. And that is about it. So our uh, unsigned right. hype. Go ahead. Don't forget about Slaughterhouse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what the hell am I thinking about? <laughs> and our, um, our family, our station, Slaughterhouse.com on Slaughterhouse Radio. Y'all make sure y'all listen to that. Got the best jams, the best screw. You know what I'm talking about? So for the unsigned hype tonight, we got Megan the Stallion from Houston, Texas. And her song is called Like a Stallion. So from myself, Shavis the Chef, Badass Billy, we out of here. Peace. Yes, sir. Yeah, your last girl was cool, but she ain't showing it like a stag. She ain't 